What is up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to the Real Pain Talks of PSC. Kicking off the Tuesdays with Todd segment, I have Todd Burwell. You can check him out on Instagram. His handle is at Todd Burwell. Um, very much love Painter Online, so I thought we would get together and collab on a new segment called Tuesdays with Todd for this podcast, where we would just be talking about all different kinds of paint stuff. We'll be talking tools, tech, systems, um, environments, all that kind of stuff, all that beautiful paint talk that people like to hear. So stay tuned, y'all, because we've got some wicked episodes coming up with Tuesdays with Todd on Real Paint Talks of PSC. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can get this guy on the line here. Hey, what's happening, Bo? Todd, I'm so happy to have this happen, man. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Oh, yeah, me too, man. I'm I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for taking the time to even allow me to chat with you, bro. It really means a lot. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Like I said, I want to add this as a new segment for everyone to hear. You know, like, it's going to be great that, we can just converse and trade paint stories and paint talks and absolutely bro 100 percent, man so yeah. how's things dude what so what's new you're uh, back back in hawaii now hey in 2020 where we march here march 2020 yes sir yeah i i just got back to oahu uh this week um i started working with sam again on this uh big project that i helped him start well i didn't really help him start it i just continued on frank hernandez's work and some of the other guys and and nice. uh and his crew's work. I started continuing on that. I just got back from Australia. I spent uh, two and a half months in Orange, New South Wales with Tall's the Painter. And, uh, nice. you know, I spent my last few days in Newcastle with one of my really good friends, Painting by Josh and his family. How's that? That must have been awesome. Oh, bro, let me tell you this. Uh, the universe works, you know, in, in ways that you just can't explain sometimes. You know, uh, one of the guys that I was working with in, in Australia just happened to be having, you know, to leave early to go see his cousin in Newcastle. I was like, bro, hold on. Can I hit, can I just hit a ride with you to Newcastle? He was like, yeah, come on. Put a, put a call in the Josh and was like, Hey bro, uh, can I, can I come to Newcastle and, and hang out with you? And he was like 100%. So he invited me down. We got up early in the morning. We rode down to Josh's job site. I got dropped off at his job site. I put my paint clothes on, went right in. He handed me the gun and I sprayed a room of, of trim for him (laughs) that is so sick what is the world we're living in right now come on isn't this incredible the bucket list check you're like paint a trim package with painting by josh check hang out with josh and the family wow check you know i mean bro it's just i got to do things right now that i could i used to only just dream about you know i'm I'm just i'm so fortunate and, and thankful to be where i'm at right now that's so sweet, man. So you've been enjoying that, though. Hey, just been checking out different countries, going around paintcationing, as Sam says. For the guys, for people yeah. that don't know who that is, at the right painter, check him out. He's a fantastic dude. Um, Todd's working with him right now in Hawaii. Yeah. They yeah. call it paintcationing, and man, if I could, I'd get down there. And even Sam said to me, he's like, "Dude, bring the fam." I think he said even Josh might be going down there. Dude, listen, point. we're trying. We are trying to get. We're trying to make big things happen here like josh has never flown before in his life he's why he, he doesn't want to fly. oh he, he said like that flying. on his on his live tooth oh, i think yes. with chris yeah yes. right josh does not want to fly okay so so we're sam sam's trying to get josh and family to come over here work with us on this big job let 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 aurelia and the family just hang out on the beach we go smash jobs and he's like he's finally in he's ready to do it and and it could happen you guys might see painting by josh 
it's me and Sammy working on the same job with some other guys. And, what and let me tell you guys, there? I want to take, yeah, bro. Oh God. He's such a good dude. Let me take this opportunity just to say something really positive about these guys. Yeah, bro. Sam is one of the most kindest, genuine, most generous people you will ever meet, dude. Like, like I met him last year in Australia. We all went over there for the Phil Rowe show together. Um, since, then this man has opened up his home opened up his job and trusted me to come over here stay in his house live in his guest room and and help him on his jobs and he even gets me to the point where he's like Todd you know what to do I'm going to go bid jobs that dude that is a stand up man right there you know like Sam is a great dude so you know anybody that doesn't know him please go follow him Uh, check out what he does Uh, Sam is just he's, he's, he's one of my brothers and he's I'm very thankful to have met him through this instagram platform yeah he's cool shit man i met him right at the beginning too it seemed like there was a mm-hmm. beginning to it you know what i mean i don't know i shouldn't say that but i just mean the cr- community well, has grown so big so fast yes yes bro i'm so thank and here's the thing man i don't know what it was like before this okay i, I my my page is not even two years old yet man i started my page when i started that big job on the beach and i really didn't know what was out there and and I was brand new to it, and, and you know, nobody really knew me, nobody liked me, so I was just kind of new. So I didn't, I don't know what it was like before I came, but I just knew when I got here, bro, that I wanted to bring painters together. That was why I had that whole bonded by the brush thing, you know, oh, that yeah. like, we're all in this together, we're all painters, so why can't we come together? Why can't we be united? Why can't we lift each other up instead of just push each other down and be like, oh, your work sucks, your work sucks, why do you do it like that? Bro, people do it differently because we live in different areas, man. We need to embrace that and quit beating each other down and start lifting each other up, man. Oh, for sure. Together. And it's amazing that you guys can now vacation together and do it together yeah. on a vacation. Bro, That's I'm working incredible. on the same job with Sam the Right Painter, Johnny the Happy Painter from wow. freaking Philly, Dallas, Texas, you know, and, and me all on the same job. Dude, we never even knew each other before Instagram, man. We met each other on this platform. We saw each other's work. We clicked right off the bat with, you know, being friends and having a similar background, you know, so it was very easy for us to come together, man. And now it's just like a big giant brotherhood of painters to just all hang out together, man. And now we got some sweet sisterhood of painters going on. Yeah. I seen that ladies of the brush too, right? Yeah, bro. You know, we're just, we're trying to uplift the community. All of us together are feeding off of each other's energy, man. And we're all just kind of lifting each other up right now. And I'm so proud to be part of it, man. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, you're dawning that almost, man. People love you, dude. And that's another reason I'm glad that, you know, you used to do uh, those lives. Yeah. Oh, man, those lives were, they were the best, man. I remember that. And, and, and yeah, you're just yeah. infectious, man. You're infectious. So that's great, dude. But, um. Uh, Hawaii, hey, you guys working on some big jobs right now? Yeah, bro. Right now we are doing a big, giant interior, exterior renovation for this super, you know, high-end designer lady. Nice. Um, you know, and, and, and dude, we're, we're overlooking Waikiki and Diamond Head right now. I mean, good God, man. My work right now is be- – my life right now is better than some people's vacation. And I go oh, to sure. working. <laughs> for sure. Hey, so you've been – but – for people that don't really know you did you grow up in florida mm-hmm. yeah bro so so i i i moved to florida when i was seven years old and i lived there to the time i was 14 and then from uh 14 you know on i lived in uh, virginia beach and the outer banks north carolina 
And then at 23, I came back to Florida pretty much permanently, man. And I've been there, you know, over 20 years again. So now I moved back in uh, 1998. So yeah, Florida was home for the, you know, good part of my life. Damn, that's sweet. Okay, small personal question. What you got, brother? Because I know you quite well from this. Why why'd you leave Florida? What, what, what did you just didn't work out anymore you were just gonna travel did you yeah, meet did you meet bro. a girl i'm not trying to say uh, that yeah. but i, I see all that of a those bit. things that's great but how come did you all of those are you things. going back like you said you might be going back is that home that's kind of my question is that home for you well, or are you well, trying see, to right now yeah right now i don't really have a straight home base i just say that i'm i'm, I'm island hopping right now i'm going from amelia oh, island man. to hawaii to Australia, you know, they're all surrounded by water. I mean, Australia's a big island, right? For sure, <laughs> so huge. I just say that I'm kind of island hopping right now. All I'm really doing is I'm just being able to work with no overhead right now. You know, I, I, I work with no rent. Um, I'm just kind of floating around. I really don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet, man. You know, kind of sky's the limit. I'm really enjoying lending hand with Sam. Um, you know, there's potential to maybe even go back to Florida and start my, you know, my own thing again. Because, bro, I had... I had a partner before and I don't, I'm sure you know this because I've talked to you a lot behind yeah. the scenes and bro, I had a kind of a silent partner in what I was doing. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, bro, he drained the money. I mean, drained the money and tried to blame it on production. And, you know, we did an 11,000 square foot home with me and, uh, you know, a helper and a, and a painter, you know, in a, in a year and two months inside and out, you know, with a $230,000 price tag plus extras on it. Damn. There's no way we drained all that money, dude. It went somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. So uh, it just, it wasn't good. It didn't leave a good taste in my mouth, man. And I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be part of it anymore. I just, I just cut ties with everybody. I let Carl take over my spot. Carl. Um, and it just, it just freed me up. Carl. God, I love Carl. Yeah. Man, you know, it freed awesome. me up to move. And of course I met, I met Talls, you know, and, and me and her clicked off really good. And, that's uh, amazing. Congrats. You know, I, I, I had to go to Australia and go, you know, hang out with her and go and go learn their stuff. I wanted to just paint in Australia and hang out with her. Yeah. Is there quite a different standard in Australia? Now, now you, you've been there to see it now. Now it's not just talks on Instagram. Like you've been right. there firsthand to see yes. this shit yes. now. So is there quite a different standard? Um, there is a little bit of a different standard. Um, the guy I was working with, uh, fortunately for me, he, he really liked the quality and it didn't matter if it was just a crap, you know, exterior that to most people would be like, Oh my God, this looks like crap. He still tried to do it to the best of his abilities and give him the best qualities he could. Um, you know, the cool thing about working over there was, is that the foundation of painting is always the foundation. Like the order that you do things is still the same. Um, their product lineup was different, and I had to learn why they did things. Um, here's a big thing that kind of blew my mind over there, bro. So all of their cornice or all of their crown molding is um, is painted ceiling white, okay? So it's flat. And I could never figure out. I was like, bro, why are you guys painting the ceiling and the cornice the same flat? Why? Here's the thing that I didn't know. All of the cornice over there is made of gyp rock. It's all made of sheet rock, and they put mm. it up. They put it together and they they use joint compound or cornice cement to put it together so they treat it like ceiling because essentially it is part of the ceiling where in america or in canada we know we have woodwork our crown and our cornice is woodwork so we isolate it and treat it like trim yeah yeah essentially but i have seen guys do that with uh drywall it's like just the step layer in the cornice they just do like 
you know what I mean? They just screw on yeah. a couple layers like pyramid yeah. styles and then they, they yeah. mud it. But yeah, we would still paint that flat too, but that's crazy. So that's why they do it that way. Is there's it's it's all plaster yeah. essentially, hey? Yeah. And um, wow. you know, and a lot of their stuff that they do over there, they use a lot of undercoat, not primer, but undercoat. Like they'll go oh. through and they'll undercoat um like some previously done. So that's just not an out. Australian expression to undercoat. It's no, it's an actual, it is no separated doubt. as a product. Like the total prep is different than the undercoat, you know? So, um, uh, you know, I, the, the big thing for me was learning the different products and the order of their products, you know, and why they do things the way that they do right. things, which was really awesome for me, man. You know, it's just more experience and more things that I get to put under the hat. Hell yeah. One more thing in your tool belt, man. Makes you mm-hmm. stronger for sure. Not just power. Absolutely, bro. Definitely. I want to I know it all, man. I, I would love to go over to, you know, the UK and go work with some of those guys, like Phil Tucker and all that. I love that guy. You know, yeah, he's an absolute beast. I would love to go over there and learn some of what he does, man, you know, and learn of some of his systems or, like, their product lineup. You know, I see all the different names and stuff, and I'm, it intrigues me, bro. I'm absolutely fascinated with science behind paint. <laughs> that's sweet. So that's what's going to be so excited about this. Oh, snap, that we're going to be yeah. able to – really dissect some of this shit and we're gonna be able to yes. go through it yes. and it's gonna be awesome man because I'm, I'm interested in that too you know a lot of like i i do know phil i talked mm-hmm. to phil quite a bit but i started getting a lot of people reaching out once i started posting a couple wallpaper jobs and i started getting a lot more friends from the uk because that's pretty popular over there right so guys are yeah. still doing full like wallpaper jobs and that and i yeah, like yeah, doing yeah. wallpaper it's, it's kind of interesting so yeah it's it's amazing We've, i've met so many people like so yeah, many me people. Too, bro. How, how are you enjoying it? it? Are, are are you enjoying the Instagram? Like it, it's it's like this yeah. thing now. Hey, it's just... it's 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 something that's bigger than all of us right now, man. You know what I mean? Like it's a community, which is, you know, so many people strive in you know to have community and have like minded people and people who understand and relate to you and get you and you know and, and and here we have it. You know, some people are like, oh man, it's just fake. It's just fake friends on Instagram. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not, bro. I'm like, these are real people that we're making real connections with. And a living proof right here, dude. You know, if it's fake, how do I get to Hawaii with Johnny and Sam, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. It's so cool, man. Like, you can instantly touch people all across the world. And to see the amount of people that have jumped on it, too. Not jumped, but, but, you know, in the beginning, even, like, now it's like even my mom is on there. You know, oh, I love that, bro. That, uh, me too. It's 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 a great way for people to connect for sure. Does it keep it, it pretty is, busy or what? Uh, yeah, bro. You know, unfortunately, when I first started, I I had a lot more free time, and it I could like kind of endlessly scroll through and look through the feeds, and I could interact and talk to people, and 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 since it's gotten further down the line, and since I've connected with so many people. Dude, my DMs are very full in the afternoons. Um, a lot of people talking, asking questions, sending me things, you know, and it's become a lot of um, uh, effort to to make sure that I get back to everybody, that I don't miss anybody, that I don't sure. look like, you know, I'm a jerk and I'm just ignoring people, you know, because I try to make sure that I talk to everybody that responds to me or everybody yep. that asks me a question. I try to make sure that I get back to it as soon as I see it. 
Oh, you have you have to, man. If that's what I was saying in some of the other podcasts, that it's your responsibility a little bit because we're putting ourselves yeah. out here. And I mean, it's not right. only just for ourselves, right? Because we wouldn't completely no. do it if we didn't want people to see it. So I get that. No. But yeah, so it's yeah. I I'm the same. I try and answer every single person back, and I'm right pretty right. damn good at it. I think so. I can only imagine, you- man. It consumes a lot of time. Right, and you nailed it, bro. It is your obligation and your responsibility to hand this knowledge to the next generation. Yeah, why not? I, I wish I had this platform when I was learning. Damn. Absolutely, bro. I you know, up too many I'm times. Gonna, <laughs> yes, I'm never going to be one of those guys that's like, oh, man, I had to figure it out this way. Figure it out on your own. My goal is to give you more information than I had at the spot that you're at. You know, I want to make you better than what I am now. You know, I, my goal is to give you all of my information and give you a jump start and not have to not have to fail so much and do it wrong and be 44 years old before you realize, oh, man, this is how I should have been doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I can give any of the younger generation any tips, any help, any pointers to help them up their game to make them better than where I am, you know, now at their age, then, bro, I'm going to do it. For sure. They need it. Like I said, I wish I had it. YouTube's, it's all changing the world. We can learn from yeah. each other so much faster now. It, it, it's awesome. Absolutely, man. You know, bro, I'm, and this is, this is how much I, I love it, man. You know, I, I had a guy one time hit me up and he was like, bro, my packings are shot in my pump. I was like, hold on, bro. I got you. Let's fix this. I downloaded the schematic for him. Nice. I sent him the picture and I talked him through it. We built his pump over the phone. He put it back together. He dropped it in the water and started spraying with it. Bro, the ew that he let out when he was spraying, dude, That's that dope. made me feel so good, man. You know, and from that moment, I was like, all right, I, I, I have an obligation to anybody that needs my help. And like you said, yes. just because it's like this distant connection, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, it doesn't devalue it, man. You no, know what I'm it's saying? crazy. It's a real connection. Like, I've never you met you still, before. You feel the energy through the phone, bro. I'm oh, sorry. man, for sure. That's what's great about it. Instagram's super cool. It's also really freaking annoying, too. But, you know, it's it's all part of that game. <laughs> you take the good with the bad, bro. You oh, know what sure. I mean? I get people who hate on me all the time. I get people who ride out. I Dude, that's fine, bro. That's why my account is private. You know, if you want to yeah. be here, you can be here. If you don't want to be here, bro, you know what to do. You know? It's all good. I, I'm not trying to be public. I'm not trying to throw nothing in nobody's face. I'm just trying to do what I do and help people out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's dope, man. No, for sure. And you're doing it in Hawaii right now, and then sometimes you do it in Australia. It's just so cool. Bro, I'm, 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 I'm living a dream right now is what it feels like, dude. You know, from the moment the guys at Skill Row scooped me up and flew me over to Australia for that Instagram paint party, it, that was life-changing. I met so many people on that trip and it just snowballed from there, man. And where I'm at now, I'm just, God, I'm so thankful. I can't stress that enough where I was two years ago, mentally versus where I am now. Holy smokes. (laughs) Incredible. So how are you liking it with Sam's crew? Is it, is it, kind of like your it. vibe yeah that you guys are vibing i love your uh your guys's morning vibes like i said i want that middle seat man we'll be a little smushed in there man but bro we will rock out i try to get them all hyped up in the morning man you know i'm just like dude we're going to work 
it's it's game time. Whatever you got to do to get your focus on. If you got to play music and have me bobbing in the seat behind you to get you moving it too, then let's go, man. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. I seen your backpack too. Your Milwaukee backpack. Oh. Yeah, bro, that thing is so nice. That's God, sick. I love it. I'm so thankful my girl got that tall. She got that for me for my birthday, oh, bro. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And, uh, you know, what was so cool about it is that we went down and we go check it out. And I'm like, you know, this looks like it would hold a paintbrush perfectly. And this one and this one and this one and this one looks like it would hold a paintbrush perfectly. I was like, I got it. I got to do it. I got to pull that's the trigger dope. on it. And she got it for me, dude. That thing holds like 30 paintbrushes, you know, and everything I got. When it's fully loaded down, it's hard to pick up. No doubt, hey. Does it blow out the purdy one? You know, all I've done is seen pictures of the purdy one, and I'm just going to say that I just didn't like the way that the brushes sat in the purdy one. Like, they go in handle first, brush part out. I like the fact that the Milwaukee has the wide slots, and it allows oh. the brushes to kind of sit in a little cradle so you can pull the wood handles out rather than the bristles. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you That's know, and like, I'm not trying to hate on it by no means. No, no. You know what I mean? No, no, I mean, no. there's a lot of guys that are waiting to get no it. No judgment. Backpack. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just... I needed a backpack. I've always been rocking them. Um, I just wanted one that was a little bit more durable than the one I had. I found the Milwaukee one. And, bro, let me tell you, I've, I've shared it with a lot of people. There's a lot of people that have gotten them, and there's still going to be a lot more people that are going to get them. They've already hit me up and said, bro, I'm going to order one of those things as soon as I can. Yo, you know, it's, Milwaukee, it's not, get at this guy. What the hell? Selling mad yeah. bags for you. Ah, uh, dude, it's all good. I don't have any sponsors. I don't have anybody. I don't even have any product endorsers, man. I'm a private account. Nobody wants to mess with me. <laughs> I do this for the love. I do this for the love of product and for the love of what we do. And I find what works for me and I try to share it with the other guys. And if it helps yeah. you and it works for you, bro, then by all means, take it and run with it, dude. That's what I'm here for. 100%. That's the, that's the beauty of it, man. I mean, I mean, there's, there's no, like, there's no knock in the marketing side. Some guys have their place where they can make, you can make a ton of money on Instagram or YouTube and that's all good. Yeah. But it's all, it's all about yeah. the paint, paint community, man. And then obviously, is there a, a spot for your, for your skateboard? Oh, the, you know, uh, the skateboard just goes under my arm, bro. Yeah, I just no carry doubt. that or I ride it. You so know, you, you see it with me everywhere. That thing's in everywhere. Now. That's all I was going <laughs> to ask you. Like you've been skating for a long time. Hey. Bro, yeah, I started skating when I was like eight years old, man, you know, oh, wow. and it was just one of those things that I just never stopped. I skated, I surfed, I snowboarded, anything that I could ride. You know, I never, I didn't have money, so I didn't have any like motorized vehicles or motorcycles or anything like that. You know, we were kind of poor kids, so you just, you got your skateboard because it was free entertainment, you know, not necessarily free, but you know, you spent the money for the skateboard and everything you did with it was free. No gas, no nothing. You know, so yeah, I've been just riding for forever, but man, I'm getting a little bit older, so I, I, I can't do as many tricks anymore, but I still ride as much as I can. Yeah, that even that riding that you do looks really fun. I love it, bro. I really do. You know, I don't want to slow down. I'm 44 now, dude, and you know what I mean? Like, I see guys that are my age, and I'm like, holy crap, bro, you look like you're 60. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to be that dude. No, I just no. don't. I want to stay active. I want to live an active lifestyle, and I just want to keep painting, bro. I, I love what I do. I really, really, really do. Yeah, it's a great it's a great trade. You know what I tell a lot of people? The worst you kind of do is the spraying and maybe lifting a five gallon pail. But other than that, yeah. it's not that bad, right? And it and it's nah. quite an artistic, creative job. So you you do get to yeah. stand back sometimes and be like, "Damn, look what I just did! Look at that look, shit! I just did that! Look, we just did that, y'all!" For you sure. Know? I mean, that's a good feeling, bro. It's satisfaction. You start it and you finish it, and you hand over someone's dream home to them. They've worked their whole lives to get this home. And you just finished it for them. And now they're like super happy living in their home. And they're like, oh, yeah, look at our beautiful home. You know, that's just an extension of you on the walls, man. 
I, I know it's silly to look at it that way, but that's how I see it. Damn, that's some deep shit. Yo, I, that's for real though, because you're right. Because I take a lot of pride in what I do, and even I yes, even tell the homeowners not to touch my shit. Like, yeah, you might exactly. have paid for all Me this, too, but bro. don't touch it. You're leaving a, you're leaving your blood, sweat, and tears in these people's homes for the rest of their lives yeah. until they do it or change it again, man. You've set the foundation for everything that's going to be built off of that house. If they repaint it, you've set the foundation. It's already prepped. You know what I mean? Now you just got to plug a couple holes in the walls so the pictures work. True enough, man. Yeah, it's not. So that's a great thing that we're going to be able to talk about down the road too. Systems. I love, that's what another thing I loved about Instagram is you get to see yeah. so many different people, where they're from, what they're doing, like everything, like yeah. their environments, their substrates, yeah. their tools, the people that work with them, like all different types of things. And that's really cool. I really enjoy like watching that. That's, that's one thing I would really like to talk to you about in one of our next segments, man, is, um, is the fact that you you actually brought this up in one of my early, early, early live games and you made me think about this as actual factual and get a little bit deeper on it. And that is one thing that we cannot do is we cannot standardize painting for everybody because we have humidity, elevation, product, substrate, ambient temperature, surface temperature. We have so many things to deal with and so many factors. So one thing I'd like to discuss is different systems for different places, for different environments. 100%. We can do that for sure. We can even freaking get all crazy scientific with it. We'll do some research. We'll bring it in. If people want to hear I'm other stuff. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah, that'd be exactly sweet. Exactly it. Yeah, I would, like to, I would like to do that too because where I am, it's at least for what I do, I think that's um, one reason why my Instagram snowballed it was because of the lacquer work. And then when yeah. I really started looking deeper into it, because of course, before Instagram, I was like, what do you mean? Not everybody's using lacquer? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no. oh okay, shit. No. Okay. Um, My lacquer, bro, was strictly for cabinets, man. All I used lacquer for was for cabinets. I never, I always wanted to do a lacquer trim package, but I, the way that they get beat up, I was like, how are we going to be able to touch it up? You can't brush it. It's got to be sprayed. So it just, I, I was nervous to set up a cup gun and bring stuff in and just like, you know, isolate pieces and touch them up with a cup gun. So I just, I, I stayed away from it, but bro, you've changed the game with this whole lacquer trim package. And I would really like to talk to you about that and what happened. Yeah, we can. And, and we will. And my point was that when I started learning about it, I realized that our climate and our environment here was like perfect for lacquer just at the temperature and stuff. So yeah, that'd yeah. be cool stuff that we can, we can talk about and go you know, over. That's really interesting. You want to hear an interesting fact about the lacquer where I live? Um, so down in Florida, yeah. it's very hot. It's very humid. So obviously lacquer is a high-flash solvent. And, um, you know, you know what happens whenever it blushes, when you get that weird rainbow-looking look in it. Oh, 100%. Um, so is it really yeah. hard to spray? I, I would imagine it would be really no. hard to spray lacquer over there with the humidity. It, it is. Okay, so what 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 is our solution for it? Butyloxetol. I was going to say, retarder. like some retarder, yeah. That's what I you thought. You got it, bro. So we use butyloxetol. We put it in the lacquer. It retards the dry time on it because it's so humid, it's so hot, and the stuff flashes off so quick. You get that weird rainbowy looking blush on yeah, it. That's dry so spots. So we had to we had to start using the uh, the butyloxetol. Um, once we started doing that, it, it slowed down the dry time. It allowed it to flash off correctly, and we started getting beautiful finishes. Wow, it's really hot, hey? <laughs> yes, yeah, very hot. And the humidity, man. That's what you know. The humidity. If you spray in a booth. You know, you're good. You can control it. But yeah. if you're spraying in, like, say, you know, somebody's garage, you have the outside moisture and the, you know, outside the garage basically affecting you because you've opened that door to get stuff in and to get it out. So the moisture's still in the air. 
you know, so, you know, the way that the lacquer works, it's just like, it's almost like that moisture is like drawn to the, to the dry and it, it, it transfers into a blush, you know, so it's just, we had to, we had to combat that through the, the retarder, the butyloxetol. That's nuts. So are, are guys spraying lacquer much in at least Florida? I, I've heard because yeah. even in Canada, there's not a lot of lacquer on site anymore at Calgary. And I think mm-hmm. another place are really the only, like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't see it in the field ever. Um, it's usually it's usually waterborne or an oil-based product. Uh, I only see cabinets being finished with lacquer. Um, I, I was formerly trained with lacquer. I worked in a cabinet shop, you know, nice. a fine finishing cabinet shop for years. They actually sent me through a six-week like ML Campbell lacquer finishing oh, dope. class. Nice. You know, so ML Campbell's yeah, got some great products, dope. bro. ML Campbell, I was man. Magna Claw. I just listen. I, 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 when I was in the booth, that's all we used was was ML Campbell. Um, so, so I, I, I got their system down pretty good. It's changed since then, but, but the the foundation hasn't changed, and what I learned from it didn't change. You know, so, so uh, I, I really enjoy lacquer. Just we can't do it on trim packages, man. So, yeah. anytime I get a chance to spray cabinets, I'm like, yes, lacquer. Yeah, <laughs> that's sweet. No, for so, so on that big one that you did with that eleven thousand square footer. Yes. I'm pretty sure I followed you through that whole freaking job you, almost, by the you way. You did, bro, yes. So that you was did. all a semi-gloss top coat? That was all a semi-gloss emerald modified nice. urethane. So it dried hard. It had a 14-day cure time, which yep. I really liked about it. It dried really hard, um, just like the oil. It stayed super shiny. Uh, I was really, really impressed with the, with the emerald, and that was uh, pretty much my go-to product for that house. What's your go-to tip on that stuff? You, you're oh, a 208 you know, guy, a, aren't you? It was a 308. A 308. It was a 308. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I used the 208 on the smaller standard casings or architraves, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But the 308 is more for my custom work because you have wider baseboard, bigger casings, you know, bigger crown. Everything's just a little bit wider. So yep. that 308 gives me the nice fan size, but it still gives me the smaller orifice so that I can control you know, my speed and, and, and flow. Yeah. I actually recently because of Instagram started dipping into the 308 for my latex top coats because I saw that it was the same thing. It was like, I'm like, I got game. I can use the 410 to spray it. But when you're doing like a wood window, you only kind of yeah. get a certain amount of strokes. You know how it is. So I was like, man, right, I'm right, kind right. of just overkilling it with this 410. Yeah. I'm still getting a great finish, but I was like, man, you know, I think I'm going to try that 308. The only thing was I was getting yeah. used to that six-inch fan. Like when it was right. white on white on top coat, sometimes I couldn't even see the fan overlap. I'm like, where am I? I got muscle memory mm-hmm. with that 410. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, and that's it, man. You're conditioned for it. Yeah, I am, but that 308 is fire for finish for that bro, pro- for uh, those products. I, what I learned, and this is, this is why I switched to the 308, bro. Waterborne products are very loose. They want to they want to hang there for a second and then fall five minutes later. The humidity one hundred percent in Florida, dude. When we <laughs> first started spraying latex, that'd be exactly it. Because when we first started spraying, we learned spraying on lacquer solvent products right away, in house yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah. the guys that were teaching us were always like, "Latex is a lot harder to spray." When you think about it, vice versa. Now it's almost opposite, yes. but you only get a couple yes. like strokes. Like I said, and it would be the same thing. We'd right. be looking at it. You're like, "Yes, nailed it." Go away, Nervous. come back, and be a Curtain. freaking huge, oh. <laughs> huge run. You're like, the floor, what bro, the hell? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yes. 
So here's the thing, man. I watch a lot of guys spray. I, bro, I'm fascinated with how you guys work the guns. Everybody, you know, everybody, it's like a fingerprint, man. You look You're at how so these dudes right. spray, yeah. and they have like this like spray fingerprint, man. Like you watch XC, you watch XC Painter go, and you watch him do his thing, and you watch his arm movements and his body movements. It's like his fingerprint, man. You know, and I watch how you spray, and I and I and I and I see videos of myself, and I'm like, wow, okay. Everybody's got their own little fingerprint how 100%. they spray. So what I was doing was I was using a 310, and just like everybody else, I have to move a little faster yeah. with a 310. So, so what I was noticing, bro, is that any of my overlaps, any of my overlaps were prone for curtains. Like I would yeah. get a little tiny a little, little sag or a little tiny little curtain in that corner where the overlaps were. And I was like, son of a, yeah. But I'm curious, so is it like, because of where you are, like with, with the temperature? Yeah, I think, I think it has a lot to do with, I think the humidity, the elevation and my temperature have a lot to do with it. Because think about it like this, paint dries off of solvent evaporation. Right. If you're using waterborne products, your water has to evaporate out of your product. Now think about this. You just sealed up your house. It's spray foam insulated. You've got freaking every window closed, every window taped up. You just walk into the house and you spray 20 gallons of water into the walls. Oh my Where's God. it going to go? Into the air. Where's, it, where's that water go? So now you have moisture content in your air of 100%. Now you go to spray the trim. Where's that water going to go, bro? How is it going to evaporate? It's not, yeah. So it just hangs there and hangs yeah, there and I could hangs see that. there. I could totally see that, though, even on, like, say, like, mitered windows. Those yes. co those corners, you're yes. going to get the little curtain at the top if you're not right. careful. So my problem, every overlap, sag. Every double up, potential for sag. It, uh -huh. I could do it if I moved quicker, but it gave me more opportunities oh. for sag yeah so i was like you know what let me switch down to this 308 i moved down to the 308 and me and my boy mickey the painter talked about it and yeah. he was running a hundred mesh gun filter and he was running a hundred mesh manifold filter so i switched both of my filters over to hundred mesh strained my paint before i dropped it in and started working my system my fingerprint on these trim packages and what i noticed was is that if i used my half overlap and just continued my shots and followed through them i would still get the same amount of mills on it because i adjusted my speed to just a little bit slower yeah. so one pass only so once i started doing that bro the sags were gone for sure and it was probably mint yes that was the thing is that now you're riding in this perfect speed zone you're getting the perfect amount of millage and when it when as soon as you're done you pull out your mole gauge and you dap it and you're like all right cool I'm 8 mils on this casing it ain't going nowhere for sure yeah so, and you then know, you get you a lot more it, control with the smaller yes, orifice yes. right yes now you know there's been talk about oh it's a beginner tip and only rookies use that's fine make uh, fun of me call me names call me a rookie I don't care bro no. you know what I'm saying my goal is to give the people that are paying me the best finish that I can. And if I dial my system into where you walk in and you're like, wow, this trim is glowing, then I've done what you paid me to do and I'm happy and I sleep good at the end of the night. Call me whatever you want to call me. For sure. But I remember when I first started painting, the first time somebody handed me an airless gun, I can still remember the feeling of being like, Holy crap. So I don't care if you're starting with a 208, a 210, a 517. Spraying is freaking hard, period. 
It really is. So it's like there to me, I, like that was my take on the beginner tip thing. I, I just don't really think there is one. I think it's no. just, it's all hard, you know, just practice it all the time, but it does Dude, help because it, it's another little tool. Yeah. Right? But I've been well, spraying for a 410 I mean? for fi- almost 15 years with a freaking 410. Yeah. 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 You know, and let me tell you, I spray my 410s, I spray ceiling and cornice with a 410. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. As weird as that sounds, because the paint is more looser, it gives me that slower pass and it gives me the, the, the amount of speed that I need to go to put the millage that I want on there. When I get finished spraying, I want to look back at it and I want to see even wetness all the way across the board, even if it's flat. So, so in Florida, is there a lot of yes. plaster, like skip troweling? On the walls? And no, stuff? sir. No, sir. It's all um, pretty much sheetrock mud, regular standard top finish. Every now and then you'll get a specialty finish, but you really don't see them very often. On some of the historical homes, there's plaster that you've got to repair, but it's not a it's not a common practice. So what about, here, no. uh, is it like drywall or is it like, you know when you see the guys like, say like Juan, what is his name, Giuliano, the guy from Brazil Benny there. Juan? No, no, the oh. guy from Brazil, the... Used to be oh, Julian pro- Pintoris yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, So you see when they skim the wall like that? Is that kind of the same right. thing? Or is it... Because here, you know, what they do is they just drywall it, and then they yeah. mud and tape all the joints, and then we prime yep. it. Yep, that's exactly what oh, okay, we do. Now, do you guys same. use like a level 5 or anything like that? Do you put any um, high-build uh, level 5 or anything on your um, on your walls? If it's painted ceilings, if it's painted ceilings, there's some drywall companies that will spray like the level five compound it's like a it's like a leveling compound on the ceilings yeah some people do it on the walls but the thing about the walls is we found here especially in the higher end homes if the drywall company wasn't careful they could put it on too thick yeah and then you could really tell you're like oh damn this is like what is this you know what i mean so yeah that's why in florida they hand it to the painters bro they want the painters to, to handle the drywall level five application you know the drywall guys will hang it up and then they'll they'll pay us to 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 paint to spray the whole entire house of just sheetrock you know with oh, level five yeah. So you guys, yeah 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 so here here it's mostly ceilings because the guys you. do I like a you. level five i don't i don't even want to call it a level five because i could probably <laughs> be getting it wrong i'm just talking in terms of like when they have their joints the proper right. way is like they're almost like four feet wide by the time they're done you know, because right. that's the problem right, right, we have right. here in Calgary with some of the drywall that guys, and I'm sure it comes down to costs and budgets and all that shit in between, but they sometimes skip out on the coats. Yeah. So when we paint it, sometimes you just, you can see humps. So, but on the ceilings, right. they level five them for sure. But the walls, and see, it depends on the company. We have different products down in Florida and there's an actual product that's called level five. And it's a, basically it's like really loose, paint yep. with drywall mud added to it and you spray a nice even sheen on your wall with it uh you know with a good high big wide tip like a 626 or something like that with big Damn. hole you know big orifice so so you lay the stuff on nice and thick and even at a, at a fairly decent distance so you don't get the orange peel and then it dries pretty good and then the other guys the drywall companies will actually offer a level five finish where they skim the wall from top to bottom all yeah. the way every bit of it is covered with mud every bit of it is sanded back and then we prime that 
And do you probably spray that? Do you have to spray it? I yes. feel like it would yes. be really we hard don't to back roll. roll that. Yeah, that would be we hard don't back to roll. roll that, man. And, and, and this is why we don't back roll that, just because the porous mud is very. It just the whole wall is nothing but mud. Yeah, you're so not going to be able to roll on it, that. It's yeah, fucking in. Yeah, you know, parts of it are drying, parts of it are not drying. The parts that are dry have got stipple. The parts that aren't dry, the roller's just sliding across it. Then you load it up thicker in one spot, and your your stipple's a little heavier. So what we try to do is we try to spray an even thick, heavy first coat on primer, and then come through and pull sand all of that. Yeah, cut makes and roll sense. our walls after. That makes sense because I could totally see that because when I see like um, certain guys do that. It looks just looks like you, you know that whole wall is going to be dusty as fuck because the whole yeah, thing's been yeah. sanded. So to roll right. that would be like hard. What are you shooting but, uh, that stuff through? Like a pretty big machine, hey? Yeah, I had a six ninety five, a Greco six ninety five, you know, and a six twenty six tip. Um, also, too, another thing that we do is we don't take anybody's word for anything. Your early walls are ready to go. Awesome, good. We go in there, dude, and we, like, dry mop our walls down. There's, like, this little, like, fuzzy flipper attachment-looking thing that you can put on your drywall pole, your sander, those round-headed ones. It looks like a big floppy, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a wool sock kind of, like a, with, like, knobbies hanging off of it. It's microfiber. Like we'll a Valida that... floor Yeah, mop. yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, bro. And we go in there, we'll put those things on the pole sanders, and we will dust our walls. We'll go top to bottom on them and dust these walls off because, let's face it, there's dust on them, and you're going to trap that stuff in when you spray. So yeah. we go through, we dust everything down, we vacuum everything really good, and then we put a spray finish on that. Once the drywall is sealed, you can roll all over it. You know, you yep. just got to make that initial seal good and even across the board yeah that's that foundation like you said if you screw that this is what's so funny sometimes i find it so funny that guys think oh we're just going to do a prime out okay let's just let's just blitz it and it's like dude this is like this is like the coat that you're putting on that's everything you're working off of bro (laughs) yeah for sure short change yourself up front yeah no it's funny it's funny to see we do mostly like Sometimes we'll spray big ceilings if we can't get to them, but here we mostly roll it on because um, yeah. the drywall company, when they do level five, they add a little bit of primer to their mud. So technically, yeah. it's not that dusty when they do it. It dries with sort of a sheen, so you can roll it. So we just go in and we prime a nice. whole house out. We spray the edges, and then we, yeah. roll, we roll it all. Nice. Yeah. So we try to do the same thing on our ceilings, bro, because of Florida working on the beach and all that stuff. you got the light coming in off the ocean and just yeah. you know at, at 11 o'clock it beams across the ceiling and you're like wow look at all that up there whoa you know so, so do you guys still to, flat a lot of they use a flat i feel like semi-gloss yeah, would be the better go though see we just use the flat on the ceilings we use the flat up there we'll use like a like an ultra flat or something like that um whatever the whatever the scope is we'll try to use the most flattest that we can find We'll use the 521, the 523. We'll spray a good coat on it. We'll back roll it with a nice nap. We're not going to make it all stipply, yep, but we're yep. just going to get that nice, even roll on it so that the texture is up there and so that, you know, when the light shines across it, you don't see all the starts and the stops or whatever, you know. So as For long sure. as we get that up there on our ceiling, we're good to go because, you know, you're going to touch it up at some point from dirty electricians, you know, hands, whatever, oh, whole thing is getting moved. So to go put a roller markup on a ceiling that's only been sprayed, when the light shines on it, bro, it tells on you. You know it does. Yeah, there's always that toss-up on it. A lot of people have been asking me if if we back roll because when they see us spray ceilings, I've started, yeah. started to been started to 
um, spray ceilings more nowadays only because we weren't really doing a lot of walls before we were mostly like spray crew so a lot of guys would come in behind us but i noticed that with spraying frick man is it it's way faster you know yeah. like we yeah. could blitz even a seven thousand square foot house the ceilings in like two days you know right. as opposed to brush them and roll them and stuff like that yeah Dude, but, you're looking at weeks i but, know yeah but it's like you say though it's like if it doesn't have that roller mark at some point yeah. It's really hard to touch up on just a perfectly sprayed ceiling. Right. So what we'll try to do is we'll try to at least spray and back roll that first initial coat up on the ceiling. Once it's, once it's set on that first coat, bro, my finished coat is only spray. You know, I lay it up on there heavy with the spray. I don't back roll my second or my finished coat because, you know, I've, I've done the science behind this. I've tried both ways. I actually mill gauged it. I sprayed a wall to my likeness. I sprayed it where I was like, yep, I'm going to leave that. Right beside it, I back rolled through it. I pulled my mill gauge out. I dotted both sides of it. And brother, let me tell you, I had more millage on the side that I sprayed than I did on the side that I back rolled. Definitely, because some of those rollers pull paint off the wall. Yes, yes. So. so all I needed was the spray and the back roll for the first coat to get that initial roll up there, second coat, Bro, I'm laying it up there like yeah, fucking water. Yeah, but I agree with <laughs> you. you. Know? As long as it has the roll texture at some point, yeah, then yes. it's gonna be okay. And especially then when you're using your ultra frame. flat, yeah, yes. for sure. Yes, you know. And if you start, if you look at your ceiling and you're like, okay, this is my shortest run from side to side. I'm gonna start in this corner and I'm gonna work my way all the way back, keeping a wet edge from where I started to where I finished. You look back at it. Everything's evenly wet. There's no dry streak. It's going to dry just like that. And it's going to look like fucking money, too. And it's going to look I like money. I love flat. I do. Uh, it's been trending here right now, even on like, well, I don't know if you've seen, I did those black windows in that one house that I was yes. doing, matte black. Yes. It looks Sick. so sexy. Just don't touch it, and it's all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Keep your hands to yourself. Walk through with mittens on, please, oh, ladies. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, for quick little thing for the for the people that don't know and that may have never used it, what's a mill gauge, Todd? What, how do you use it? What is it? Where can you get one? A mill gauge, you can get one from just about any Sherwin-Williams. It looks like a little aluminum. It looks kind of like a little beard comb. You know, it's like a little, it looks like a credit card, and there's all these little teeth that are not stout in it. And if you look at it on a side profile, each one of those steps represents, you know, the amount of paint. So what you'll do is you'll, you'll put your paint on there. You'll, you'll spray it out. You'll get it to where you, where you think it is. And then you have four different sides to choose from. And each one has a different millage on it. And you basically just stick it in the paint, you pull it out and then you dot a clean piece of paper beside it. Your end two points don't count. And, and you start counting from the, you know, from the teeth over and it will tell you how much wet mills are on your substrate. We used it in the cabinet shop because we were taught five wet mills dries to the, to the dry film of a piece of scotch tape. And that is sufficient for, for lacquer application. So is so that I to save a, product? Is that why they do it so much and they gauge it so much in the shop? Like why, yes. why track it? Is it for product? It was basically because it's like this. Five mils won't run. If you hit your target, if you hit your path with your lacquer and you're like, boom, dot, five runs, dude, you have nothing to worry about. You mm -hmm. just spray like you're a rock star and everything is fine. 
watch your overlaps and don't obviously puddle it up in the corners. But once you're in that five mil zone, you're good, bro. You just spray like you normally spray. If you start getting in the higher mills, that's whenever the paint wants to just start falling on you or start, you know, sagging. Yeah, yeah. I've never you actually know, used we, one myself. That's why I'm actually curious. I've used the viscosity meter because I know that right for now. Lacquer, are you the, talking about a Ford cup? It was kind of just like a little. Uh, it was kind of like bigger than a credit card. It reminded me of a stencil, and it's just got a bunch of holes in it, and each hole is a different size. And you just scoop up some paint and watch the drip from the hole, this the specific okay. hole, and you time the awesome. drip. Yeah, and it and it tells you okay. like the viscosity of it. So we were taught with a Ford cup. A Ford cup looks like a ladle with a little spoon on the, like a little, like a small little ladle with a cone on the bottom of it. Each cone represents the hole, like you're talking about on that gauge. Yeah. And what we had to do was we would take our lacquer. We would get it to where we thought it was good, and we would scoop it up in the number four Ford cup. And what you do is you hold it up full, and you count the fall. Yeah, you count the drips. Yeah. seconds, 28 seconds from start to finish, and your lacquer is in the viscosity that you need to rock and roll with. So with five mils on the mill gauge, 28 seconds on the Ford cup, I had nothing to worry about. I could rock and roll all day in the booth and not get one sag. That's so dope. Uh, see, this is what I'm talking about. I never had any of that goddamn information when I was learning. Mm. And, and you know what's even funnier? You know the only reason I learned that is because the guys I was learning off of, there was like a bad batch. Something happened, but they were laying it on too heavy, and this yeah. lacquer just started hairline spider web cracking. Uh. Like you couldn't really see it at first until you kind of like shined a light on it and you look close, you're like, holy fuck. And right. it just all was starting to shatter. And the guy oh, was like, you're, oh. you're putting it on too much. Um, you, you, too thick. Too thick, and you can only do it so many times. And, then, and yep. once, once you start going overboard, you got to go back and start priming. So they actually stopped right. using that product because the mass amounts we had to do in these houses, full paneling, right. full all this shit, they couldn't risk it. So they did oh, one man. kitchen, and, and yeah, and that's how that lesson was learned. I'm glad I didn't have to learn wow. it on my dime. Yeah, right. That's where the life experience comes from. But, man, poor guys. That's, that, Dude, was, that was a I, hard one. I, again, I feel blessed and freaking just, you know, humbled to be able to have the background that I have with this. You know, my instructor, she was a lady. Uh, she was a phenomenal spray tech. Oh, big ups she to her. loved what she did. Um, you know, and she taught me so much about lacquer and, and, and things about it. One thing that I was taught, and here's something that I'm sure you know. Basically, lacquer is based off of a solid count. If you have an 85% solid, a 50% solid, or a 75% solid, mm -hmm. most guys will take their lacquer and immediately cut it 50-50. You've taken an 85% solid, and you've now cut it in half. So you've got to get four coats on it to equal what one coat of full 85% solid would be. 100%. So the first thing she taught us was, I don't want you thinning my product. I want you to make it work the way that it is out of the can. You can reduce it 10%, but that's all you get. I don't want it cut in half. So we had to figure out ways to make our product work without thinning it out. And one thing that we did that worked out really well, heat, hot plate. You get your product hot. Oh, yeah, you basically you warm put it, it on up. a hot plate. Yep. You warm it up. Your paint gets thin, just like the oil in your car, bro. So we would put it on the freaking on the hot plate. And we would let it sit there in the wintertime, and we would be like, yeah, she's warm like coffee, baby. You know, Jeez, you check it, nice. boom, 28 cents, 
28, 28 seconds on the mill gate, on the, uh, on the Ford Cup. Bam, five mils on the thing. We haven't reduced it at all. You're getting a proper fall out of your gun. Woo, baby, here we go. Rock and roll. You know, so, so that, I had to learn awesome. different ways to do things, man. I didn't know we, we, I learned like the way it's like, why is this not coming out of tip properly? Oh, it's probably too thick. Oh, now I've thinned it down a little bit. Oh, it's probably Cut too it. hot. Now it's this. Yeah. Well, we, we're the same. I don't really ever go over 10%. My clear coat, I don't even cut it anymore because I've just figured right. out how to spray with the airless. You the right just machine. get a bigger, yeah. I just figured right it machine, out. Bro, you nailed it. Yeah, I just figured it out. Some products I don't thin down at all because, frick, especially working with whites. See, what yeah. my sales rep at Sherwin told us was that. We can only get the red glazing putty here. But I've heard in the States right. that there's like blue, green, and gray. Yes, yes, yes. Check with the 3M guys. They have a, an awesome like glazing Dude, putty. Dude, I freaking wish. But apparently, somehow through the system, the red glaze putty with the way it's labeled slipped through our safety here. Like, you know, through the hazardous material ah, system. So now beautiful. they're not... They're not able though to bring in gray because what however they're labeled now they're they're highly corrosive they say so they're All not right. bringing them into us so we can only get red but I was gonna say when you have red if it comes down to budgets and stuff if 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 you're just going in and, and you're only getting you know paid to prime it once it's hard when you're using red because technically you have to prime it again if the lacquer's yeah. white. Yes, because it's going to come right through. Oh, man. man, it comes through. Simply white is the worst color on the planet for coverage, especially as a wow. lacquer guy. Oh, dude. Even Bro, so, we try you, not I, to thin it down with those colors. Right, right, right. Dude, I um, I, when I was in Australia, they have a product over there. It's the polyfiller. Um, the gloss, the gloss filler. Bro, that stuff, you use it on your, basically on your top coat, and you spray over this stuff. Holy smokes. It was like... It was like if 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 spackle and, and and glazing putty had a baby. I mean, it, it sands beautifully. It's white and it it dries like super quick. Is it as hard as like the red glaze? It's pretty hard, man. Like that skateboard that I did, I did the whole skateboard with polyfiller, just like I would with Bondo, the exact same way because huh. I wanted to test it. I wanted to see what it would do, and I wanted to test my boundaries, man. On my dime, not on the homeowners. So, so, huh? I I would be interested to see how that would work because. So, do they Bro, use it me, a lot to skin? Let me talk to Josh. Let me talk to Joshy or somebody over there in Australia, and I'll see if they can't get us a tube of polyfilla sent over here to to so us what is to it? get to you. Polyfilla. P o l y f i l l a polyfilla, oh, and damn. it's the gloss filler. Gloss filler, hey? Huh. Yeah. Huh. No, all we get is the red glaze, so we we use a lot of dry decks for like the first holes and stuff, and then drywall mud on right. walls. But yeah, it's just the red glaze that we use, which is it's a great product. But once again, like sometimes I see carpenters using it before primer, and I'm like, dude, yeah. don't you shouldn't really be doing that because it shrinks. At least the stuff we use, it it'll shrink, yes. you know, and you got to redo it and redo it. So and no. then it leaves that weird little shiny spot on the grain where. It around the hole it can yeah so well with a lot of the mdf products that we're using they're, they're kind of pretty f oh, um, smooth right. already so you yes. don't really see that patch like if you're doing like I a gotcha. repaint or oak or something yeah you got to watch out you might see that that red filler in there right but, right 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 you yeah. see the little swipe for the blade fill exactly, the grain around yeah. the hole and not the rest of the thing yeah 
Yeah, it leaves that for sure. If I have if I have jams like that, like sometimes we'll paint wood, you know, that has like the really ripply looking styles in the middle of it. If I if I feel more than you know ten percent of it, bro, I'll just get my blade and I'll swipe down the whole thing just to make it all look even. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So in in Florida, well, all the places you've you've been, even in Hawaii, are they using a lot? Probably not using a lot of like MDF, none of this like. Like no freaking glue no, board material hey no bro what we use is a lot of pre-primed wood a lot of a lot of wood packages they'll use like a kind of a mixture of both like they'll they'll put the the, the standard stock pre-primed stuff in and if it's anything intricate or anything you know extra they might have like a piece of raw wood cap on top of the base yeah, board yeah. or something but to me i don't care if it's already pre-primed I still prime everything that I do. Yeah, like if it's pre-primed, too. I'll go in, I'll put all my spackling on, you know, pack and prime, whatever, wood filler, whatever it may be, sand everything, clean it, dust it, caulk it, gap it, you know, and then vacuum it and then bury everything under primer yep. and then tweak each step of the way. Yeah, you, you, you like to do it all under the primer too, hey? Yeah, bro. I just, I like having everything under the primer. I'm the same. So I've had so many people ask me. Looks like my finish. Like they, we'd rather spray the primer first. You should actually be dapping over top of the primer. And it's like, well, technically sometimes you are. Well, yes, yes. Technically you are correct. But these packages that are getting dropped are pre-primed yeah. for us. But even so me, I don't, I don't even I do utilize, it. Like on the right. MDF, I still do it straight on the MDF. And people are like, well, you've never had a problem? I'm like, not really, because it dries and then you prime wood. over it. Yeah, yeah. It's a different enough. substrate, man. It's a different substrate. Yes, it doesn't work for wood. Yes, there's shrinkage. MDF is a medium-density fiberboard. It's not going to shrink, man. It's what it's designed to do, you know? So wood is going to expand and contract. There's going to be moisture content. When you spray a piece of raw wood, the water goes into that wood. It's got to evaporate some way. You know, MDF is not the same product. So it's not the same system and it's not the same standard. So this is what I wanted to talk with you about is that guys want to jump on Instagram and be like, oh, well, we don't do it like that. Well, that's great, bro. This is how we do it. And this is how we're trying to show you. If you want to hate, go to somebody else's page. Yeah, definitely. Because there's different there's different factors involved, man. And if you're not educated enough to see those factors, then you need to keep your mouth shut, man. Because it's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to make yourself look like a fool. You know what I mean? And and and, and it's like the variables, like you said, man. It's all about variables. Every place has different variables for every job. Because I was going to say too, like over there. You probably guys don't probably get a lot of shrinking of wood and stuff because of the humidity, right? No, because the humidity, it's swelling. Over here. It's swelling of the wood, you know? It would be the first time in your life you've ever seen MDF shrink because that is one of the biggest problems we have because we live in one of the most driest places in the world. So in in Calgary, oh, bro. So this is what happens with, with some of our jobs. Cornice moldings, exterior walls, anything that's like, any paneling and stuff, if it's exterior walls, if the products aren't treated right throughout the build, there's never any humidifiers going in the houses here. Oh, you should see the gap sometimes, Todd. That shit will oh, crack. Wow. And so many people are like, oh, what'd you guys do? It's like, what do you mean? Look how far away from the wall that piece of wood moved. So here So you actually experienced with this shrinking of the wood up there in canada oh dude i'll show i'll go because it's really dry 
like really dry. Wow. Oh yeah, because okay. I was I was gonna say that's what happens here. Because I don't know if it's if it's well, it probably would be the wood shrinking. Because honest to God, dude, I'll take some. Actually, I'll be touching up a job next week. That's what she wants us to do before she sells her house. We're going around all the cornice molding that touches the ceiling. Literally, all the dap is cracking. Wow, bro! It's all cracking. See, and I've moving never away. seen that. Yeah. When so, we go into houses down in Florida, bro, you'll see the crown cracked out all over the house, but the MDF cabinets that are sitting in the wall are like butter, like nothing. Really? Like they look like they just got installed yesterday. Oh, so I think what happens here too sometimes is because we have the winter time too. So sometimes this wood is dropped off into these houses when they're almost being snowed into still, right? Like, you right. got to think, they don't stop through the year, so they're building, you know. And then the snow just gets brushed off. Once they get a roof on and it gets all sheathed, then the snow just either melts or they brush them out or whatever. But then it's like, even then the wood package shows up. It should sit in the house to regulate and humidify at least yes. for some yes. times. But it's like, boom, if the carpenter's there next week, I Man. personally think that that might have something to do with it. I'm not calling out any carpenters, Bro. but... I'm like, damn, man, how is it so, moving away from the wall like that? And why is it becoming okay, my problem so, now? So check this out, bro. The builder that I was working for in Florida, he is a phenomenal builder. He knows his stuff inside and out. His system was get the house in, get the drywall in, prime everything. The next thing that came in was the AC. The AC came in and the AC and the heaters were on from day one. The wood packages got dropped and they sat inside the house in the ACs or in the heaters with the dehumidifiers going for at least two weeks before the carpenter started putting it yeah. together. Yeah. The wood floors got dropped the same way because of that. Everything had to get acclimated to its environment that it's going to be built in. 100%. So this guy was freaking on point with that, man. So that's probably why I didn't see it as much. Yeah, I see I see them do that a lot with the hardwood floors because it's a lot of um, solid natural wood. So they, they definitely yeah. do that with the hardwood, but the MDF, these guys still think that it's like, it's not going to matter. And I'm like, dude, it's like, it matters. Mitered corners, I totally 45. That too, bro. Oh dude. And, and, and wow, it doesn't happen fucking... always, but that's, what's weird about it. So I think some, some guys are doing things a little bit different. I don't know if materials are coming from different places, but you know, the that's... one job I just finished with the red walls, there was a ton of paneling in there. So I'm, I'm ready to see eventually over time what happens, but there's a lot of cracking here. See, bro, that's so. Uh, this is why I love Instagram so much, bro. I've learned so much just by talking yeah. to other painters. Yeah, it's dry here, man. Yeah. It's like it's the complete opposite, probably of. You yeah, know. dude, and that's crazy. I've never experienced that, bro. I've been a little island Florida kid for my whole most of my adult life, and all of experiences hurricanes nor'easters driving oh, rain humidity like we 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 water prevent you know we, we're, we're water intrusion specialists oh, you know man, it's like we we have to deal with a whole different animal that's why i wanted to talk so much about geographical location For sure. and what the different painters do to to to, to, to you know their problematic areas in their 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 environment man that's so funny you know we in florida Go ahead, North, keep going. The northeast side of the house, the northeast side of the house is what we had to reinforce every single time. We didn't just do regular caulking on the other side of the house. We did Vulcum, you know, oh, like wow. urethane caulking because of the driving rain. I mean, you've never seen rain get pushed up under flashing and into somebody's house until 
you've been in a hurricane. You're like, wow, how did that happen? For sure. Water just gets, when it gets somewhere, it's going to go. That's oh, nuts, though. Man, That's totally real. different conditions. Here we get the blizzards and stuff, and then oddly, maybe if it if it melts too fast, there'll be a, a little bit of excess water, but it's mostly yeah, cold and dry. Right. So that's that's crazy. I mean, some people here, yeah. not, maybe not in Calgary, but some people in Canada probably shovel their roofs because if the snow is too much, you know, it can get heavy. But, yeah, oh, man, a hurricane, like, damn. Yeah, dude, different <laughs> animal down there, man. I so bet. that's why, again, I'm so intrigued with learning other guys' systems, other guys' products, what their areas, you know, uh, what, they're, what they're prone to to failures at you know like what on and, you know if you were going to go outside and, and say hey man the biggest problem we have in canada is you know you'd probably say what the shrinking of the wood the, the expansion yeah, it's, dry. it's dry yeah even like my son's okay. in piano lessons and steinway if you went to try and buy like a grand piano they're not going to let you walk out of that place without a humidifier like no they're going to make you buy yeah because it's so dry here todd so even with the singing one time i went to see like a nose ear and throat specialist and he said, like, literally, he was like, we live in one of the driest places on the planet. And it's true, man. Wow, like, you, your nose will bleed for nothing. Like, wow, man. So yeah. that's why you guys get such amazing snow up there. Well, no I don't know too much powder, about huh? that. But, yeah, you can get a lot of powder. Like, all the ski hills up in Banff and stuff like that, Kananaskis. I mean, I even think right now wow. they got some pretty, pretty, pretty big stuff. We get a lot of Chinooks. But that causes like yeah. the the biometric pressure or whatever in people's heads, so people can get a lot of migraines from that. Because it'd be one day it could be like oh, minus wow, thirty, bro. and the next day it could be like plus four, like overnight. Yeah, so that's kind of what we deal with. We deal with driving conditions, the snow, right, blizzards. But like yeah. I've been skating my whole life, not skateboarding, but skating, right, but ice skating, yeah, yeah ice skating, that. yeah. So that's that's kind of like we like it. Some people hate the snow. I mean, I hate driving in it, but I mean. It's right. fun. Yeah. You embrace it. You find something fun to do you with try, it. You try, you know. That. But for the conditions for painting, it's nice, except for when you got to do, you know, obviously exterior stuff, door jams on exterior yeah. doors. And the winter is, uh, like, brutal, bro. Yes. I could only imagine, bro. It I is. see you guys buried in snow. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my heart goes out to you guys. I, I see you guys, like, wearing shorts all the time. I'm like, man, I wish. Wish. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to rub that in, but God bless it. We're on a little island, man. If I'm not in shorts, I'm dying. Oh, dude, I tell Sam all the time when I see the pictures. I'm like, man, what the heck? Like, it's so beautiful out there. I it can, really I can't is, believe man. It. It's incredible. It really is. It's like painting in paradise, bro. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I, I, it's it's like time to get off at the end of the day, and I'm like, oh, bro, but we're doing so good. I don't even want to stop painting. And I stop and I think about it. And I'm like, but you're in paradise, bro. Go do something. Go, go do something fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's so do something fun. Is Sam pretty like <laughs> central or is he close to like the coast or is there just all coast around you? Like how is um, he is in, he's in Kailua. He's within walking distance of the beach over here on this side. Um, he's about 20 minutes away from the North shore. I mean, everything on Hawaii is probably about 30 minutes away, you know, at the longest. Wow. You know, we drive about 25 minutes to work every morning on the uh, on the highway. We have a beautiful view to to look at on the way, and uh, we get all hyped up and we we just we just go and do it, man. That's He's dope, in a great, great spot. He really is. That's sweet. Yeah, that's so sweet. So you know, and after exciting. work, yeah, after work, I don't even do it. I don't drive. You know, I got my skateboard, and everything that I need is like within skateboarding distance. Cheeseburgers, coffee, shops, whatever I need, man. Cheeseburgers, <laughs> coffee, shops. Yeah, that's dope. Cheeseburgers sound great right now, actually. Bro, the Teddy T's around the corner. I took Johnny there the other night. Teddy T's? Like, oh. What's that? 
Teddy T's is a burger joint, man. It's a little local Hawaiian nice. burger joint over here on the island, bro. And golly, man, I'm telling you, ain't no fast food. Nothing got n- nothing on this. Like they make the burgers fresh. They're never frozen. It's like, you know, awesome. sirloin. Oh, bro, it's so flame good. It's on the grill. Yeah, yeah it's on the grill. Broiled, so you yeah. get like that, you know, you just grilled it. And there's nothing that's frozen. Like every <laughs> burger's made to order on the spot. The French fries are like. It's a potato when you order it, and they just chop them, and boom, you get the you get the French fries. So it's oh, money, man. dude. So it's a lot of probably a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. Yes, yes, yeah. dude. The acai bowls here are on point, man. Like I'm just, I love it. I, 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 I'm like Johnny. Stick with me, man. There's a couple things that I know, and that's painting and food. Let's ride. That's <laughs> wicked. When's Johnny going back? He's been there for a bit, hey. Yeah, so Johnny has been here for a long time. His time is about up this week. Friday, tomorrow is his last day with us as a crew member. Saturday, he packs up and heads out. And we have another surprise guest coming in on freaking Friday night, dude. Yeah, dude, it's another one. Whapping with Joe's coming, bro. (laughs) Oh, what? Where's he from? He's from, uh, I want to say he's from, like, Philly. Oh, shit. That's sweet. Yeah, Hawaii's nice, man. Sam's going to get a lot of people coming out there for sure. Yeah, bro. And the cool thing about it is, man, is, you know, there's a lot of people that want to come over here and work with Sam. But, dude, if, if you don't have any credibility or if you are you don't have any of your stuff up or you're not showing what you're doing, he's just going to overlook you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he told, he wants he to totally see told what me you're that. doing. Yeah, he talked to me about yeah, that. Yeah, bro. You know, dude, listen, Sam is hand selecting guys that want to come over here and work. Anybody that's interested that wants to come over and work with Sam and, and, and do any of this and be in Hawaii, bro, he... He 100% will do what he says he will, but, you know, you've got to be able to meet your end of the bargain, you know. You've got to be able to know your stuff, run jobs, and be able to do what he asks you to do. It yeah. might be not your system, but you know what? It's the system that he has in place, and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, for sure. For those who don't know him, like I said, at the right painter, he's he's yeah. awesome. He just don't give a fuck. Stay the fuck out of his way. Sam, I love Sam. Yeah. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. he doesn't. He's like, I'm going to say what I got to say. If you don't like it, you can kick rocks. I'm like, yep, heard. <laughs> yeah, yep, heard for sure. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So so what do you got? You just chilling out for the night? Now that I got you on the phone, you've just been hanging out. Yeah, bro. He's been um, shopping you up, hey? Yeah, we get off. We get off, you know, at the end of the day. Did Sam, Sam doesn't overwork us. He treats us very well. He takes care of us so good here you know we're off by 3 30 every day i come home i get showered up i get cleaned up i sit around we talk about the day we talk about painting talk to some other guys you know on insta and then i chill sometimes i'll go to the beach sometimes i'll go down and just go skate around whatever man try to be active yeah that's wicked man that's awesome well i'm super excited for us to be able to do this man like i said bro i'm gonna pump this if there's stuff people want to hear if you want to ask the man something if 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 there's stuff we can get on together i would love to you know the melding of the minds but we've been going ask it ask the people ask the people what they want whatever we can do to help them to give them what they want to give them what will help them then bro count me in on it oh man like i said we're gonna run this tuesdays with todd like it's gonna it's gonna be dope like i said we're gonna try and do this (laughs) once once one tuesday for sure but i'm trying to push this like two three tuesdays depending you know you're a busy guy i'm a busy guy but if we can come in like right now we sat down for an hour and a half so this right here is going to be the first episode is going to be so dope because uh good man, bro. Pe- people like you man and, that, and 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 i wanted to do this because i want that for everybody 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and it's, yeah. it shouldn't be my decision, but at the same time, it's like, I see what's going on. I've, I've been doing this on the Instagram for a while now. You know, I've seen how it all came up and you're right. It's like, everyone needs that. The positive vibes too. You send that yeah. out there. Josh does a great job of that. You know, he's such a good guy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome. You know, he lives it. He lives it. That's what I love about Josh. He lives the lifestyle that he portrays. He's not a fake person that has this, fake Instagram image to make people like him. Yeah. Like I hung out with Josh for some time, you know, uh, multiple times I've hung out with that man, you know, and he is as genuine as he comes off. And I, dude, I love him. Yeah. And like, for those who don't know, that's painting by Josh. Look him up. Painting by Josh. Yeah, painting by Josh. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Check Good, him out. Great, great guy. It Newcastle. Is. He's out of Newcastle, Australia, man. My homie. Phew. Yeah. That's dope, man. For sure. Well, you know what, man, you, you probably want to get, you know, what time is it over there actually? Oh, bro, I don't even know. I don't care. The sun's still out. It's not dark yet. Oh, you know what man, I mean? So beautiful. I was just getting loose with you for a little while. I really appreciate you, bro. You don't you don't know what it means to me, you know, to to, oh, to have the connections with the people that I got, man. Like I said, I wanted to do this. This isn't this isn't for me. This isn't for you. This is really something no. I know people are going to bite on this. They're going to love it. And I know we're going to be able to talk about so much shit. It's going to be so dope. I love it, bro. It is, I mean, we just talked for an hour and a half about jabbering yeah you know, so that's what people love topics, bro. for sure oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna it. do our homework folks we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get some stuff on the go if you want to hear some stuff yeah. you just send some messages over if you like what right. you're hearing please please share it share it with todd share it on your on your stories on your gram whatever it may be but just spread the word a bit you know it's it's going to be great. I've had such great feedback already with the show um so a ton awesome. of listeners man and honestly this is why I'm, I'm like, I don't have an MBA. I'm not even a ticketed apprentice or anything. I don't have any papers. I honestly didn't think anyone would really like, I get it. It's fun. And Instagram's cool. And I've got a lot of great followers that I love very much. And th- I'm so thankful for them. But man, sometimes it still blows me away that people want to watch this stuff. Yeah. You, you dude, know what I, I mean? I'm fascinated by it. I love watching other painters paint. Dude, you it's, know what it's I mean? nuts. Like the podcast, I was so nervous to put it out because I was like, well, who am I to say anything, right? And then it had such great reviews and success. I'm like, this is going to be so that's dope. The thing, man. You're just being you, and that's what the people want, man. You know, be you, love what you do, paint the way that you paint, and help people out along the way. That's all we can do, bro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, maybe we should call her and uh, wrap this one up. Yeah, brother. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. There's going to be so much more coming, folks. Like I say, yeah. check this out yeah. on all platforms. we got Tuesdays with Todd kicking off. New segment, Yo. Real Paint Talks of PSC. Please stick around and stay tuned because we're going to have this on all platforms. I'm going to pump this out, like I said, man. If you guys want to hear some stuff, get at us. It's going to be dope. Much love, bro. Thank you for everything. I really appreciate you having me. And uh, hit me up, and we'll do this again whenever you're ready, bro. Yeah, we're going to have to, man, because now, just so everybody knows, if you all think this is just fun and games, fucking think twice. Me and Todd are going to put some work in. We're going to get some wicked content for people to listen to, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be no, dope. Bro, stand by. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this, dude. Since day one, I told you yeah. I wanted to do this. It's, it's been yeah, sick, you, man. You, bro, you, 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 you did what you said you were going to do, bro. Much Thank respect you. to you. Hats Thank off you. And much love, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. All you right. know, and that's the thing that everybody doesn't understand, man, is that, you know, I've been riding with you since pretty much day one. Um, your secret has been safe with me. I knew what you were going to do. I knew what you were coming with. I knew how it was going to lay out, and I'm just proud to be part of it, bro. Once yeah, again, for sure. much love and much support, homie. Yeah, yeah no worries, man. Absolutely. Let's do it again. 
Yo. All Absolutely. right, brother. You hit me up whenever you're ready, bro. All right. Much love. Be Much safe. love, Todd. Later, dude. Good night. Later. Peace. Peace.